Hey, what's up, friends, and welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh Smith. Uh, I just want to go ahead and apologize. I should be doing a lot more intros like this uh, before every episode. Uh, I don't know if I'm being lazy or just dumb or probably just both, but uh, I think it's you know it's a good thing to do. I should be putting these intros in, at least giving you guys an idea of what's going on with the show, uh, and you know at least give you guys a brief description on uh, you know who the guest is and what we talked about. But uh, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, nothing really new here. Um, I'm in upstate New York. Uh, it's cold as fuck today. Um, no fishing. Uh, probably won't be any fishing until mid-spring. So uh, right now all I do is just drink beer and look at all my fishing gear. I've uh, been cleaning a few of my uh, my reels, uh, inventory my lures. And I'm ready. I'm ready for the 2020 season to kick off. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna have to deal with this winter first. But um, anyways, uh, so my next guest tonight, a real cool dude, uh, goes by the name of Bam. Uh, I think his real name is Brandon Miller, but Bam's way cooler. Anyways, he's from the uh, the Northern California scene. Uh, just had a big season with the Yakabass uh, tournament series over there, one angler of the year. Uh, real solid dude, really good angler. Um, also built rods, uh, guru fishing rods. Uh, from what I hear, they're the best in the business. Uh you know, a few guys reached out to me when they heard I had him on the show, and they're like, "Yeah, he builds, you know, fantastic rods." So, you know, give yourself, you know, do yourself a favor and uh, go, you know, go look up the uh, the Guru Fishing Rods and uh, see what he has to offer. But, anyways, a uh, fun show, a really really rad dude, um, and uh, I enjoy talking to him. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs> I guess this is fine. This is my lap. <laughs> All right, Bam, we're recording, dude. What's up? Not much, man. Just hanging out. Just got done cleaning my garage. <laughs> yeah. So, times. Uh, happy New Year's. How were the holidays? They were good, man. Uh, just kicking it with family and just kind of kept things real low-key, you know. I woke up uh, Christmas Eve morning to my garage being broken into. And, oh, shit. Uh, uh, one, so, that kind of sucked, but... Did you actually catch him in the act? No. So I heard him, man. I heard him in my house. I live with my brother, so I was just assuming my brother was coming home from a long night of partying or something, you know. But <laughs> it was them in my garage. My brother was already home. That's shitty, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Well, this is your first time on the show. Why don't you just uh, go ahead and just introduce yourself, kind of just who you are, what you've done, what you're doing, just like what's going on in your life right now. For sure. Uh, so I'm Bam. Bam Miller. Uh I fish entirely too much. <laughs> it's just kind of like a little bit of a problem, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I own uh, Guru Fishing Rods, so my whole life kind of like revolves around uh, fishing, whether it be from a boat, kayak, from the bank. It's just it's all I do, all I want to do, live, live and breathe it. So that's pretty much it, man. That's all I got going on. You got to do anything for like a profession, or are you just like just fishing all the time? So for the last couple of years, uh, I've been building rods full time. Full time. Um, which is cool. Um, keep keeps my head above water, but I'm not exactly gaining ground any anywhere, you know. But uh, recently, I've just been uh, getting my class A. I've been training to get my class A license, start driving. Nice, nice. Now you're a uh, 
You're, you're, you do both. You fish out of the kayak, and you also do the boat. So why don't you uh, kind of just go into, like, you know, when you started fishing and, you know, how you ended up in a boat and then how you ended up in a kayak. For sure. Um, been fishing all my life. Uh, my dad my dad and I are real close. Um, we used, I grew up fly fishing, so we would go up into the Sierras, um, you know, out here in California. Do a lot of trout fishing, just stream fishing with fly rods. Um, and I'd say at some point in high school – I kind of got tired of fly fishing, you know, I was like, this is, this is for nerds, you know, like, I, I want to do some bass fishing, you know, yeah. Met, yeah, you know, so I met a buddy of mine that, uh, his dad and him fish tournaments, you know, so started fishing some ponds with them and stuff. And I was like, man, this is cool. I really want to get into this. And, uh, and my parents being as cool as they are, wanted to kind of like help me get into it. And so, uh, we went down to the headwaters kayak shop here in town and met Dan and got kayaks from them, and just I got my driver's license in a kayak, and just started going fishing, man, and just kind of took off from there. Well, how long have you been doing the actual kayak fishing? Um, I've been kayak fishing since 2010. Oh, wow, you've been doing it for a minute. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of I kind of stepped out of it for a little while. Um, say like 2014 maybe. I bought my first boat. Mm-hmm. and uh, really wanted to get into tournaments and at the time that's kind of like right when kayak tournaments started to pop up around here right and, and they were real small um and i, I don't want to say unorganized but there just wasn't really like a really developed tournament scene yet yeah i mean if i'm not mistaken like uh like just just the kbf in general is only like five years old yeah i think so and yes. like and i, I want to say it was kind of simultaneous like kbf was taken off but it wasn't out here yet it was still kind of right. back and we had our own little small groups, you know. Um, so, yeah, I pursued the boat thing for a little while. And then I started, you know, I always stayed in touch with the kayak guys and kind of on and off had worked at the Headwaters Kayak Shop in that time frame. Yeah. And uh, so I was always plugged into what was going on. And then once things kind of got more developed, I was like, I'm going to go back into kayak fishing and see what's up with those guys, you know. And so now I'm like deeply rooted in that. I almost prefer to fish from the kayak as opposed yeah. to a boat. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, is there a uh – you know, is, is there's one pull at you more than the other, or is there like a honestly, there is a big difference, like as far as like you know, the platform you're fishing from, the water you can cover, the atmosphere of you know, that you know, the big bass boat world compared to the uh, the kayak world. What, what, what is it about you that like which one do you go to the most, and what's the big difference to you? What you know, what, what do you find the difference in, in each? Um, yeah, so I don't know, like uh, in terms of like the atmosphere and like the people. I, I, there's the kite fishing is like night and day so much better. Right. Uh, you know, uh, the boating world, like there are some cool guys. I've met a lot of cool people through it, but uh, like the majority of them, you know, are it's real clicky or, you know, guys are real tight lipped, like thinking they got some sort of crazy ass secret that nobody else knows about, you know, and they just don't right. want to talk to you. And, um, but I'd say mainly, I mean, I, I prefer to fish from the kayak for fun, for sure. Um, the only thing that really keeps me on the boat and, and doing boat tournaments is just uh, the opportunities, the bigger tournaments. Right. You know, a little bit more money involved, you know, which yeah. is kind of like taboo almost. But uh, and then it's just some of the friends I've made through it. Like if I didn't have the my little bit of roots that I have in the boating world, I would have no problem just going full time with the kayak. Yeah, but I guess they're like, why not do both, right? If you had the opportunity to do both, I mean, they're both. You can, you can enjoy both of them. I mean, like, I don't really have the, uh, you know, the friends that had the big boats, and I don't really 
care to invest that kind of money into uh, you know a bass boat. But if I did have the money and I did have friends that invite, like I'll, I'm going to go and, and fish off them. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, fishing is just fun in general, right? Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't care what I'm floating on. It could be a boat, kayak, piece of freaking plywood, you know, like, right, right. as long as I'm out on the water and I'm doing some fishing, it's, that's, that's what I want to be doing. Yeah. It was weird. I was out there in the kayak this year, uh, like probably the summer sometime. And all of a sudden these two kids just show up out of nowhere on a jet ski. They beach had a fishing pole. And we're just, you know, we're just slamming bass right off the, uh, the back of a jet ski. I mean, wherever you can, why not? Right. Yeah. That's pretty tight. <laughs> yeah. That, that way you can have lots of fun when you're done fishing too. Just start yeah, cruising. Yeah, jet absolutely. Ski. So, uh, you know, speaking of the atmosphere of the kayak world, I think you come from one of the best atmospheres in the country. Uh, I'm ups- like, I love the, uh, you know, the dark horse. I love that vibe that I, I you know, that I see from those guys. Uh, also, you see a lot of it on the uh, the Greg Blanchard video. I've had the opportunity to talk to uh, Mike Ensign and Obadi and all those guys, and it's just like just talking to those guys. I'm just like, man, there's really something something special out there. Uh, you know, if I had a bucket list of fishing, you know, everyone talking about like, oh, I want to go to the KBF or oh, I want to go go fish this tournament, go fish this lake. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I want to go out there to uh, California and hang out with the uh, the Dark Horse guy. I don't even care how much we fish. I just want to drink, you know, Sierra Nevadas and, and hang out with you guys. Because you guys just seem to like, you guys just seem to have, like, just a lot of fun. And you guys are competitive as fuck. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I I still don't really understand how I got plugged in with those guys. But I sure <laughs> am glad that I did, you know. Like, it's, yeah. it's, every tournament is so much fun. Like, I look, like, you know, I always look forward to fishing, but I look forward to those tournaments so much because just the. You there? All right, man, we got cut off, but uh, you're talking about how you guys linked, how you, you know, linked up with the uh, the Dark Horse guys. Yeah, so yeah, I, I really don't understand how it happened, <laughs> you know, but I don't, yeah, I don't either. Glad it did, you know. I, I really, and to be honest with you, like I'm sure Mike or uh, pretty much, you know, it's really it's Mike's baby, so I'm sure Mike would be able to give you a little bit better answer as to like what the purpose of it all is, you know, and and what it is. But as far as I can tell. It's just a group of guys that get together and we drink a bunch of beers and then fish, you know. So, like, right. <laughs> you know, so that's hella cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I look forward to the, each and every one of those tournaments. It's like, you know, if, every month we have a tournament, you know, and it's yeah. like at the end of that one, it's like, man, we gotta go back to our normal lives, you know. I mean, right. granted, I'm hungover for like the next two weeks after we're done, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, man, it's it's a good time. And then and then we're like everybody in the group is just a stick, you know. Like, everybody knows yeah. how to. So, like, we get hammered and start just talking about all these crazy little secrets and, you know, like, techniques, and it's real cool. I've learned a lot from those guys. Well, I think, like, one of the cool things I noticed about it, like, I mean, you guys are all sticks, and you guys are all very competitive. You know, we see you guys just compete against each other, but there's still, like, this, you know, it's, it's one thing to be, like, super competitive, but it's also, like, another thing to have, like, a lot of fun being super competitive. We're, like, you know, I've done a lot of tournaments, and, like, you know, some of these guys, they take it, like, super serious. Like, I remember, like, trying to say hi to one guy. Uh, in the morning before the tournament started, he wouldn't even like look at me. He was like, he was like in the zone, getting ready to go fight the fight of his life or something. And you know, I'm I'm like you, I'm still a little hungover in the morning, and I'm you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, you know, just just trying to get out in the water so I could, you know, you know, start my fishing day. But it's like you guys just see, like it's just win lose, you know, whatever. You guys just have fun, and you know, even like you know, you, you look at some like Greg Blanchard's videos, like when he won, when he won those, you know, all those big ass tournaments he won last year. It's just like 
everyone was just there to cheer each other on. Everyone was there having a good time, making weird noises, you know, being embarrassed. You know, just you guys just seem like to have like a really good vibe that, you know, like, like I said, I think it's, it's one of the best things I've seen in the uh, the sport. You know, being like that is like one of the best things I've seen in the sport of uh, fishing because there are a lot of guys who are just like fool themselves or stuck up. And I don't know why because at the end of the day, it's, it's just fishing. I mean, yeah. like, like, more, like more in life, I look at a guy like that, I'm like, you're probably not going to win because, you know, there's there's like 200 guys here and like the chances are that you're going to be the best, the, you know, the best one today. It's, it's highly unlikely. So you might as well enjoy yourself and, uh, you know, go do your best to go, you know, to go crush it. Yeah, I don't know. I've never gotten that whole vibe. You know, I don't know. Like, you know, in fishing, like cause my life revolves around it. I'm always like, you know, those are the only people I'm like involved with, you know. So like for a while, I was like, man, like some of these fishing guys are assholes, you know. Right. But I think it's just that's like the the same percentage of assholes that you find in the fishing world is the same percentage of assholes in the general population of the world. You know, it's like yeah, you're always going to come across <laughs> those guys, you know, and like, yeah. I don't know, like uh, why be like that, you know, and it's like we're all out here to have a good time. And like if you get all competitive like that and you're like you're taking that like, taking it all seriously and like, you know, just keeping to yourself and stuff. It's like, dude, I don't care how good you are. How long have you been doing this? Like, if the fish don't show up and bite, like... You're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose. And, like, most of the time, you're not going to win anyways, you know? It's like, if you come into this thing thinking, like, if you're going to get butt hurt because you don't win, you shouldn't be fishing tournaments. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree 110%. So, but it seemed like you had a pretty good year uh, for 2019. Um, you know, I was looking it up. You know, I was creeping on your Instagram a little bit. It looked like, you you know, you got the angler of the year, I think, with uh, Yak Bass uh, NorCal or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I had a really fortunate year, man. I... I, I kind of, I had planned, so it's kind of, I don't know, messed up is the truth. Like I, I had planned on fishing the the very first tournament of the year is Berryessa tournament. And it was uh, kind of like a cherry picking opportunity for me. I had just fished a, a, a Wild West uh, team tournament, which is a, like one of the biggest team tournaments on a boat, you know, that's available out here. And uh, we got a top 10 finish in that. And like, it was kind of a weird bite, you know, so I was like, I'm going to go see if I can hang out with these kayak guys and and get it done, you know, because a bunch of really good fishermen have moved in and started doing it, and and I honestly didn't know if I could do it out of a kayak, you know, it's hard, right. so so I went out and tried it out, and I did pretty good, you know, I, I got a first place finish, and I was like, well, I might as well keep rolling with it, and uh, just got super fortunate, and just the right fish were biting for me for a few tournaments there, and then just was able to hang on to it for the rest of the year, there's this guy Damien Tao, man, he was just right on my ass every tournament. And then if I wasn't winning, he was, you know. Or if, I mean, I don't know. I got super lucky to be honest with you. But was this was this like your first year, like really competing in like the kayak world? Yeah, I mean, I saw, you know, like I did like the first year the tournaments came out. I did uh, maybe two or three of them, and then uh, I didn't do it for for two or three years. And then I I, I did one. In 2018, I did the KBF trail event on the Delta in 2018 and uh, got a second place finish in that. And, and I kind of told myself I'm going to get back into this, you know, at some point. But uh, this year I kind of just just finally went for it, you know. Right. Now, I mean, Angle of the Year, I think it's pretty special no matter what, like, trail series you follow or, or whether it's like just the you know, the KBF Angle of the Year. I think it's uh, it says a lot about, uh, you know, an angler because, you know, anyone can win a tournament. Anyone can, you know, like. Like here we have like the uh, the New York KBF uh, national championship, you know, or not national championship, but the KBF state championship. I mean, you can go out there and win that thing, but when you look at someone who won like Anger of the Year up here, it's like you didn't just go out there and win one tournament. You had a good season. You were consistently, you know, placing well, which means that you were consistently finding the fish. That you know, overall, I think that's uh that's kind of a bigger achievement than winning like one 
one bigger like one big event like say like the KBF you know national champion even though like the the you know the probably the paycheck's nicer if you win the uh, you know a huge event like that but as far as like who like what you are as an angler like being consistent and you know maybe you're cashing checks or maybe you're just always placing like the top ten or whatever but to be consistent to be able to hang hang that long especially throughout the season you know even when you get like, getting like deep summer when the fish don't really want to bite or you know early you know the early fall when like there's not really a pattern like I mean I said something about you know the anglers like being consistent and, and being able to do something like that. What are your thoughts on like angler of the year or, or winning maybe just one you know, coming in at first, you know, at, at one or two tournaments. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's tough. And like you said, like the main word in that is like consistency, you know, it's, and like you can't be out there like trying to worry about everybody else's thing. You're, you're competing against the fish. You got to catch five fish, you know, and that's your ultimate goal. And then, you know, sometimes you have no control over which five fish are biting, you know, sometimes, right. There's tiny ones, and some days they're the big ones, you know. And, uh, you know, out here in California, we have such diverse fisheries, you know. Right. Like we've got, you know, our tidal river system, the Delta. I live like 15 minutes from there. Um, one of the probably craziest fisheries in the country in terms of trying to pattern fish and everything. We've got Clear Lake, you know, shallow grass lake. we got all these, like, rocky, deep reservoirs. You know, some of these lakes are going down 250, 300 feet, you know. And, uh it's it's really hard you got all these different styles of fishing that you have to kind of be uh proficient with you know and there's some guys that are really good at some and not so good at others you know and mm-hmm. and uh i don't know and again like i i have i have the basics down i can catch you know i can get a limit of fish you know but ultimately i got super lucky with some of the fish that bit this year you know and it was just I don't know. You know, it's like you got to just, you know, count your blessings when they come through for you like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, what were some of the things that you did? Um, what do you think you did that kind of made you successful? I know there's – obviously you're like me. You think there is – like you can be – there's a lot of skill that goes in the fishing, but there's also a lot of luck. I mean – and I wouldn't call – I wouldn't call like, like uh, you know, like slot machine luck. I'm saying like – it's like you said, like you either picked a good spot that day, or that day could have been hot yesterday, but today there's you know there's nothing, and now you gotta you know you gotta change your game plan up. What do you think made you like successful this season, as far as like just some of the skills that you or some of the techniques that you used, or you know electronics or you know what, especially like like you said, all the device waters that you have up there in North Cal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know, you know, like I've I've done a lot of tournament fishing over the last you know four or five years. Um, so maybe a little bit of it might be an experience-based thing to where when those those tough decisions come up, you know, I you know I, I made a lot of wrong decisions, but I think I made a few of the right ones, you know. And it's in these tournaments, a lot of it is just about your decision making. You're faced with these, you know, these obstacles of whether you know the fish move or they they get onto a different bait or you know, uh, you know, water temp changes or a storm comes through and clarity changes, you know, and like. Right. If you practiced and you're on a certain bite, do you stick with it? Do you change? Do you move to a different area? You know, right. it's all these different things, and it's so easy to make the wrong choice. And you know, right. every fisherman does it all the time. You know, no one's excluded from that. You know, but every once in a while, you make that right one. Um, I, 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 if I could attribute like one thing, I think to my year that really helped me out, I think is just boat positioning. Boat positioning. Boat positioning. Like there were several tournaments where I was around people, you know, and but, you know, I just I happened to be catching them and they weren't, but they were on top of the fish, you know, and I would be pulled off of them. And I think I think that may come from uh, come from fishing from the boat and right. that I can't get on top of the fish with the boat because it's too shallow or, you know, mm-hmm. or 
I just don't want to bang my boat up on the bank, you know. So it's, that's just kind of how I approach spots to begin with. So I think when you combine like that, that that approach that I have from the boat and then you have the stealthiness of a kayak, it's like it was just the right combo. It worked out, I think. Right. Now, you know, end of the year, um, was there anything else to do, like any of the, uh, the KBF events, um, any Hobies or anything like that? Or is it, or is it strictly just the, uh, the yak bass that you did? Yeah, so I did the Yak Bass, and then, you know, there's, like, joint events that go on between Yak Bass and KBF, so right. um, I did the Clear Lake and then the the New Maloney's Tournament, um, which were cool. You know, they get big numbers. They draw a lot of people, and then KBF puts their pizzazz on it and everything, so yeah. those were pretty fun. And then I did the Hobie BOS on uh, on Shasta. Right. Is that the one that Blanchard won? Yeah, yeah, great yeah. one. It's so funny. I could see him the whole day, man. He was, <laughs> he was right across the river channel that, you know, that we were both fishing, and he was on the good fish and I was, yeah. on the, you know, but, uh, that was, that was a crazy tournament, man. And that's, that lake is a really, really unique fishery in that you could go to any point. You can fish literally any point on that lake and you'll catch fish. Like there's, there's nowhere in that lake that doesn't hold a biting fish, but right. you just have to get on the right ones, you know, and Greg had something special going on. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, he definitely had a huge year that year. Um, mm-hmm. now did you, uh, did you, are, are you, part of like the uh the kbf craziness are you trying to go to national championship are you trying to you know anything like that because i mean obviously if, you, if you've been placing well i imagine that your um that your 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 trail series has to say that my trail series offers which is like you know if you place in a certain you know whatever percentage of you know the first second third whatever depending on how many people enter you could you could win a uh or qualify to go to like the uh, kb kbf national champion did you qualify or is it something you even cared about yeah, so I'm fair. I never really looked too too far into it. I'm fairly certain I qualified. Um, I can't remember the exact you know like specs on qualifying for it, but I right. think I I think I placed high enough in a KBF event to where I qualified for it just through that. But uh, I I really want to go to Gunnersville. It's like a bucket a bucket list lake. I feel like it sets up right for me. You know, being a grass right. fisher, I can go throw my chatterbait around and make something happen. You know. Um, but I can't do it, man. I got work. Not this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got this new job, so I gotta, I gotta do the right thing and actually show up for work. You know, it's pretty lame. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way it is. Like, I mean, just because you're really good at fishing doesn't mean that's your, you know, that's something you can do all the time. Like, sometimes you gotta go to work. Sometimes you gotta do, uh, you gotta take care of kids or pay bills or sometimes the wife just don't want you to go do a national championship. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as that goes, I'm set up perfect. I'm single. I ain't got no responsibilities other than myself. But you know, I can barely wipe my own ass as it sits. But <laughs> you know, I, I, I would love to do it. You know, but it's just hard, man. You know, it takes so much. It's, and it sucks, but it just takes so much money just to just to try yeah. to get to that upper echelon of the sport, you know. Or you got to really be able to market yourself real well, and you know, right. it's not just about fishing. You have to you have to be the full, you know, well-rounded package. And yeah, uh, I was ta- I was talking to um, you know last year's national champion. He came on the podcast, and it's it's right. It's like it's it's more than just fishing to be able to like. Um, to maintain, you know, to be able to go to a national champion, to be able to go to all the big events, you're right, they're not cheap, and they're not in your backyard. Like, you had to come all the way across the, uh, I mean, across the country to fish this thing. And so it's not just a three, $300 entry fee. It's uh, it's gas, it's food, it's it's time off of work. Um, mm. And then you, you might not get the investment back. It's a good chance you won't get the investment back. So, yeah, it's a, it's tough to decide, like, like how much you want to invest – you know, in a sport that's that's uh, 
a certain percentage of it is based off luck, you know? Right. And I don't mean like, like I said, I, mean, I say luck very loosely because I can't think of another word, but you're right. You're either on the fish or you're not on the fish. And, you know, you spend all this money, you know, to go, you know, you spend a little bit of money to go win a lot of money, but that little bit of money, it's not always, in, in my terms, not a little bit of, or at least in my world, it's not a little bit of money. That's a, that's a big investment to not, to get back, to get something back on it. And, it's, and like I said, like some people can do it. Uh, some people can't, you know? It's rough, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, Although some people may think I'm living the high luxury type of life off of the uh, salary of a custom rod builder, you know, like right. you know, all my money goes into Taco Bell and fucking tournaments, you know, so, right. so it's like, if you know, that's I'm, I'm kind of living slim, you know, but it's like when I'm winning tournaments and things are going good, it's cool, you know, but yeah. I cannot count on that. And like, you know, it's it's gambling to a certain degree, you know, even though you're betting on yourself, you know, and I'd rather bet on myself than anybody or anything else. Right. I still suck sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah, like, I hear you. it's just how it works. Now, is there anything like, you know, cause you probably learned a lot this season, you know, like I said, you probably got that, you know, you probably got the, you know, the, the, the tournament bug like the rest of us do. Um, do you see yourself, you know, switching some things up and maybe trying to pursue something in the future? You know, obviously, you know, like you said, you can't really do anything about uh, Gunnersville this year, but you know, we're looking like we're right in you know, the beginning of two, 2020. The seasons are going to start here pretty soon. Are you going to approach it differently or just going to kind of do what you did 2019 and just fish what you can, have fun? I mean, do you, do you see yourself like trying to, you know, I guess I don't want to say like be a pro or I don't even know that. I don't even know what that means in a uh, kayak bass fishing, like what being a pro is. But, uh, you know, what I mean, like like trying to like go for it to, uh, you know, pursue some of these bigger, these bigger events, uh, pursue some of these bigger checks or maybe even, you know, be one of those weirdos that do YouTube and, you know, and make videos and, you know, and get famous, but whatever. Like, I mean, it's, there's so much you can do with fishing and I think it's all great, you know, but do you see yourself trying to do anything else besides what you've been doing? Uh, you know, yeah, maybe, like, maybe a little further down the line, you know, um, the whole kayak fishing thing, it seems like, you know, the last, this last year, especially, I mean, really the last two years, but, uh, and then coming into 2020 now, it's like, things are kind of blowing up. There's a lot more opportunities, you yeah. know, uh, we got the bigger organizations kind of looking at us and taking us more seriously, you know, the whole kayak thing. Um, so although, you know, and, and I, and I see the debate all the time on Facebook and you know, everywhere else of, you know, like there's, you know, you can't be a pro kayak fisherman you can't, you know, and it's like, Hey, like, that might be the case right now, but with the way things are going soon enough, you know, you probably can be, you know? So, right. so I don't know, like right now, like my current goal is to just to try to just keep doing what I'm doing and, uh, try to be at the forefront of things, I guess. And, um, and when, uh, those pro opportunities do come up, hopefully I'm, I'm still doing okay. And the, you know, they need to fill the roster and I'll be right there. I'll, I'll to, you know, try to do it. But again, like you have to have the money and everything. It just doesn't come to you, you know? So yeah, still yeah. have to be that well-rounded marketable type of person and, right. and everything else, you know? And, and there's so many niches within the industry too, you know, it's like, I have my rod business, you know, that's one way I kind of, I'm like, have my foot in the door, you know, like you got Greg Blanchard, you know, he's on his YouTube channel. Like I just went fishing with Greg, uh, on Friday, we went up on my boat and caught some spotted bass, you know, and he posted a little video and, you know, it's just like, right. it's just insane. The response that that guy gets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but it's not just because he's a good fisherman. It's because he's an excellent at editing videos. Yeah. You know, he, he has the motivation to do it. He has, you know, and he's got the, the perfect situation to have the time and everything to make it happen. And, and he enjoys it, you know, so like I, I thoroughly enjoy fishing, you know, right. So, like I don't really enjoy the things outside of it, <laughs> you know, as, you know <laughs> too much, you know? Um, so 
nobody really just wants to pay you money just to go fishing, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, 2020, like, you know, we talked about, we've already talked a lot about it, but like, what are your plans for 2020? Like, uh, you know, like, are you, are you just going to stick with the trail? Like, like, what do you plan on? Like, what, what's your, what are your goals and stuff for 2020? Uh, so 2020, um, ultimately I'm going to be fishing a little less, but I kind of plan on fishing, uh, bigger stuff, you know? So in the boat I'm doing a, it's a, it's a team circuit called the new gen, uh, tournament circuit. And it's a, uh, that's a real cool one. Um, you see a lot of like local pros coming out for that one. So it's like kind of going to try to test myself with that a little bit, uh, my partner and I, and then, uh, with the kayak thing, I'm going to stick with the Akabas. We have wild west uh bass trails coming out with something um i'm not too big of a fan of it to be honest with you okay. um, so i'm not going to pursue that at all i wish all those guys the best and and, and i know they'll have fun at the wild west puts on a real fun event but i just i just don't think it's like what what we need to have the sport growing for us out here okay. um, and then of course fishing kbf stuff when it when it pops up and yeah, so this year is kind of a little more of a lull year for me, I guess. I really tried to grow this last year, but this year I'm going to kind of sit back a little bit and then hopefully maybe 2021 kind of come in a little bit harder. Right on, right on. All right, well, uh, you know, we'll wrap this up pretty soon. Um, you know, I want to give you a chance to uh, you know, if, you know, talk about if you got any sponsors or if you're one of those, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, pro staff teams or whatever it is that you know people are doing. Um, but, I mean, you you got your own rod company. Why don't you just talk a little bit about that because uh, – Here's like my thing. It seems like everyone's like either, you know, they're either making t-shirts, they're, uh, they're making YouTube videos, they're, you know, making hats. And then a lot of guys are making rods or they're making, um, lures or something. You're making rods. Like what makes, you know, what makes like when someone does like customized rods, like what makes it different than like everyone who's trying to make rods? Cause, uh, from what I got out of it, you know, I've talked to a few guys and I, you know, I, I bought a few rods from a few friends and you know, they get blanks and I don't know anything past that. Like, they get blanks from someone and then they start, and then, I don't know, they put eyelids. I don't know what makes it so much, uh, like, custom to, like, what the build, like, whoever's the building them is doing. Since everyone, like I said, all I know is they get blanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so like, the, the basically the tackle industry, right, is just dominated by China, you know? So, right. So, you got all these mass-produced, you know, just for, for the sake of our discussion, just, like, rods, you know? They're, so, you got the rods. They're all made in China. Um, they're made to, you know, the manufacturer specs or whatever. And you have these big mass-produced uh, rods, you know, and they, so they start the same way that the custom rod would, you know, they're blank, get the guides wrapped, get the handles glued, and they have certain specs, you know, for uh, ergonomics in terms of, like, how long the handles are and all that stuff, you know. Right. Um, the issue is, though, is when they're mass-produced like that, the quality just kind of goes down, you know, so um, – they don't test blanks like custom builders do. Like every time I get blanks in, I'm testing them, making sure that they're strong and they're not going to break, you know? Okay. Um, um, we wrap them on a spline, which means that, you know, even though a rod is round, there's a right way to build them. You know, they're built, they're meant to be built on one side of the blank, you know, and like generally speaking, mass produced rods, they don't take the time to find that out. So you don't get the maximum uh, performance out of a rod that you should, you know? So custom builders are doing that, or at least they should be. Um, the other nice thing is, is that you, when you get a custom built rod, as long as the builder is doing the right things, the rods are balanced out right. You know, so you might have, you could take the same rod, like you know, if you get a production rod, it would say, you know, fully built, it weighs 4.8 ounces. You know, but then you get a rod from me that weighs 4.8 ounces. 
it feels infinitely lighter just due to the balancing that's you know that I get put into it. So each rod just has that much more time put into it. Um, so beyond just like the aesthetics of customization and everything, I think you know I'm a little biased, but like my rods outperform what a mass produced rod you know would be able to do so like that's and like i i don't really talk about that too much and i feel like it's kind of douchey to even like kind of mention it but like i do genuinely feel like i have an advantage over a lot of you know anybody that's not using my rods like i can feel bites when the fish are breathing on them you know long before right. anybody else knows you know all right well fair enough like it's okay to be biased every now and then right like it's yeah, especially, yeah. especially when you're proud of your shit right i mean it's your shit be proud of it yeah, yeah, you know, of course, got a lot of pride in it, but I, you know, I try, I try not to like talk about it too much. I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather kind of have like the results, and and then my customers kind of speak for me, you know. Right on. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's this up. Why don't you go ahead, uh, if you want, go ahead, plug yourself and plug whatever companies that are you know involved in your fishing. Uh, but you know, where can people follow you, uh, reach you? Your, you know, obviously, you, you tell people how to, you know, your 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 rods, whatever. Just go ahead, plug what you got to plug. All right, for sure. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, so sponsors, mom, dad. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't have any sponsors. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just not into that thing really too much. Like I said, I just want to go fishing. Uh, uh, yeah, check me out. Bam is the man on Instagram, and then Guru Fishing Rods for the rods. And uh, yeah, come just check it out. See what I got going on. Hit me up. Talk about fishing, and just, that's about it, man. Just let's go fishing. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, like I said, California, NorCal is my bucket list right now. I want to come hang out with you guys one day. Um, but uh, I'm going to follow you. Uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll do this again, hopefully, in the spring or the summertime. How about that? Yeah, definitely. And then uh, come on out and fish, man. You know, California, we're kind of off the radar from everybody else, but we got some big fish out here. We got some cool fisheries. All right, brother. Well, I'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, man. Take it easy.